Lords of Loud, The Summer Series. The following program contains naughty bits. Well, hello, and welcome to the summer season of Lords of Loud. Mm. I can see you're pretty excited there, Lord I'm, I'm sweating already. <laughs> Sweating already. Yeah. Now, what's great about Summer Series is uh, it's not the four lords together. No, that's right. It's so we've cut the cut the crap. Yep. And it's just the two guys who know the most about music ever, yeah. uh, and those unserious bastards—they're gone. That's right. Uh, Plus, so we've got the charisma. The charisma. We say the most, we mm-hmm. mean the most, we're that passionate. Yeah, but, uh, you, you, I mean, a listener could probably hear that we we're also the best looking. <laughs> That's right. Well, I can only speak for myself, Al. <laughs> uh, right, so what we're going to do today is look at seriously silly songs from non-serious songsters. Mm. Okay? Uh, and I'm going to talk about how what this means to me because i suggested this little topic for uh for al and i to look into and as a young teenager don't get ahead of me here al young teenager lying in bed on a sunday night <coughs> mm-hmm. with a radio under my pillow huh. I Where came were your hands? <laughs> above the sheets at all time thank you wow kinky came across this little radio show <laughs> Up your radio. Westwood One presents the Dr. Demento Show. Two hours of mad music and crazy comedy from out of the archives and off the wall. So, this little show came on at probably about 8 9 o'clock on a yeah. Sunday night. I should have been asleep, but I had my little radio there. Yeah. And it played the most bizarre songs that I've ever heard. So which station was it? Oh, it was probably one of the FM ones back then, but I couldn't, I couldn't. Could even be one of the, you know, the AM stations that were hip. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Dr. Demento uh, comes from the 70s, right? Okay. He started in the 70s. Right. Just this weird collection of stuff. And this is this is probably the most famous song uh, that he played that I still remember to this day. Yeah. This is from 1946. I have a sad story to tell you. It may hurt your feelings a bit. Last night when I walked into my bathroom, I stepped in a big pile of shaving cream. <laughs> Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always look keen. I'll give you one more verse. I think I'll break off with my girlfriend. Her antics are queer, I'll admit. Each time I say, darling, I love you, she tells me that I'm full of shaving cream. <laughs> Be nice and clean, shave every day, and you'll always look king. So, of course, as a, as a young teenager, I thought that was quite risque. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and easy to learn. Yes. And you know, sing so around the house. Sing around the house and and uh, get yourself in trouble. Yes. So so that was the caliber of music on Doctor Doctor Demento's show. Okay. Okay. But his one big claim to fame is that in 1976 he spoke at a school, right, mm-hmm. about you know the weird and wonderful world of music, and Al Yankovic 
16-year-old was sitting in the audience. Wow. And and Al was listening to his mm. um, show, yeah. so he knew all about it. So he was quite excited when this guy turned up. Yeah. And so at the end of the show, Al Yankovic goes up to Dr. Demento and says, I've got this tape. Uh-huh. And on the tape, he had recorded yeah. uh, some parodies and some songs he'd written himself uh-huh. with his piano accordion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Demento goes back, thinks it's wild, mm-hmm. plays one of them and introduces the wow. um, the American audience to Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah. So, so now... Uh, it's like Molly Meldrum with Abba. That's yeah. right. Mm. So now that we're talking about him, let's go to a little bit of Weird Al. The other one. The, yeah, not you. Yeah. Now, th- this is classic. Is this the real life? Is this just Can't get past that little <laughs> piano accordion. Doesn't he do that on every album? Oh, sure, he, sure he does. He's a big polka fan. He He's is. probably the only uh, modern artist keeping polka alive. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so flexible as a medium. <laughs> it's always dangerous, isn't it, to to not see the artist behind it because yeah. he uh, these parodies are so great. Mm. Um, they're often really good good uh, uh, copies. Mm. And he can sing. Yeah. But then he just slips that yeah. fun in there. So here's another here's another one that tickles my <laughs> my weird owl bone. Yes. <laughs> nice fire percussion. <laughs> I saw a, I saw him do that um, live on a show. It was one of his first first appearances, and from memory, he just he had the accordion, and he was probably stamping his foot or something. But that was it, and the rest of it was just him. Oh wow! Singing, and it was um, it was yeah, it was great. I mean, I didn't see it at the time. It was just a couple of years ago that I saw the very early, early one, but. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I think he he had a you know global cut through uh, when he was doing his Michael Jackson yeah. parodies, yeah. where he where he went you know eat it and it eat really it, went really went wild and there. Fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, he's a great muso. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of work to be able to squeeze all the lyrics in coherently to make a parody. Like it was one of because. It was, you know, with all the Michael Jackson stuff that I first heard, and I was like, mm. this is fantastic. So I tried doing the same thing with uh, Lionel Richie's Fiesta. All night long. All night long. <sighs> Had to get to the chorus. Um, <laughs> so I made up my own, my own one, and fr- from memory, um, it, it was appalling. 
<laughs> but it was inspirational. <laughs> and, and having done it since, it's, um, yeah, to make it all fit and, and do it with, you know, style mm. and make it funny mm. yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite amazing. Well, well, he does that thing too where he, where, like that one, it's just the, it's just him and the squeeze box, yes. right? But then uh, there's uh, Like a Surgeon, yes. where he copies the synth lines perfectly yeah. and it just sets itself up. Yeah. So, yeah. so that must be an interesting process to go through too, to say, okay, well, how, how, what's the parody going to be? Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's just, just going to be, I'm just going to follow the melody and I'm going to change one word, another one mm. rides the bus. Uh, well, that's the thing, like you can come up with, you know, a, a funny change for, for a chorus. Mm. Like I, uh, <laughs> one of my sister's ex-boyfriends, left us with a collection of stuff that we <laughs> always hear when we hear certain songs. And one of them is, um, I chalked a ferret. <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of I shot the sheriff. <laughs> um, um, so it's stuff like that. And it's one thing to be able to go, isn't that amusing? I've changed one word mm, or I've, mm. you know, ch changed the chorus. But to come up with an entire song, mm. that's, you know, equally as funny. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, he's really talented. Very talented and prolific. I mean, yeah. uh, I can't. I didn't count up how many al albums he's released, but mm. but it's uh, yeah, every couple of years there's something coming out. Oh, I do remember him uh, bemoaning the fact a few years ago that there were not uh, the worldwide hits that there used to be. Like yeah. with Michael Jackson, it was yeah. just everywhere, yeah. and Madonna was everywhere. Yeah. And then there was this little phase where it was just like really scratching here, guys. You mm. know, this is because because then he uh, and then you're right. It's interesting because you can see him pick up these. These, as you said, these global hits. Yeah. Nirvana. Yes. Smells like Nirvana. Yeah. He did that, and yeah. the cover's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, where it's him naked in a pool. Yeah. Uh, chasing a donut, I think. On yes. The, on yes. The, but yeah, 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 and you wonder, okay, so what? Yeah. How does he go? Mm. This is worth it. This is yeah, worth yeah. jumping in now. Yeah. And do it because, because again, from all the albums, I could have picked a thousand songs. I only picked two today. Mm. But yeah, just it's just amazing to to think. What's going through his mind? So he hears something on the, on the radio and go, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's worth it. Mm -hmm. And that, I guess the other interesting thing too is how you come across these songs, right? And for me, came across a, a song that I realised I'd only ever heard on the radio, yep. you know, I've never seen it on an album, so I must have heard it on a radio. Now, it's a 1974 country hit. Uh-huh. So, so to suggest that somehow... I managed to hear it in the suburbs of Australia. Must have been a pretty big global hit. Right. Wonder if you have ever heard Hello of this everyone. one. This is your action news reporter with all the news that is news across Sounds the like it's part of a live show, but seems I don't think so. Some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. I was standing over by the tomatoes, and here he comes, running through the pole beans, through the fruits and vegetables, naked as a jaybird. And I hollered over to Ethel. I said, don't look, Ethel. And it's too late. She'd already been in since. Oh, wow. So, again... I've not heard that 
at all. You've never ever. heard of that? No. The Streak by Ray Stevens. Wow. Um, so oh. I, I imagine he's a comedian. I didn't bother yeah. going into the into the rabbit hole of who is Ray Stevens, but I must have heard that, and chances are I heard it on some AM station, potentially yeah. being played by my grandparents or something like that. Uh-huh. But that, again, that has cut through all these years wow. of where... where um, I saw it and went, oh my god, that's mm. that song. Yeah. And I can I probably haven't heard it for forty years or so. That's uh I've gotta say, like, um the instrumentation on that song yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. listening that to it. Little pedal steel guitar. Yeah. And, uh, it's now, you know, uh, it it charted on the the country billboard, you know, charts. Right. So there's every chance that Ray you know, is a country star. Yeah. So, so you know, Ooh. for anyone listening, maybe it's time to go down the rabbit hole and see who yeah. wrote Stevens and see if he wrote anything else. Yeah. Or, or was it just a once-off? Yeah. But that's the thing, I think um, it's not true of all the cases. There have been lots of comedy musical albums um, that bite it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, yeah, there are, there are plenty where the musicianship whether yeah. it's, you know, the actual comedians like Tripod, for example, mm, mm. already perfect or anything like mm. that, but, um, or whether it's a backing band or whatever, mm. it's, there are some real nuggets mm. in there that, uh, yeah. Could call it because I think, um, and the, the, next, the next one will, will prove my point, I think it's that level of, of uh, musicianship which, which obviously adds to the song. I mean, mm. obviously, you know, especially in that song where... Where it's made up from scratch, yeah. But it's it's got some lovely hooks and, mm. as you said, some lovely instrumentation to back that up, yeah. Which makes it a decent song, yeah. You know, yeah. potentially if if the song wasn't, uh, you know, about someone taking all the clothes off, um, <laughs> that it could have been a could have been a hit anyway, yeah. You know, yeah. So all right, so and that whistle and that whistle. <laughs> that's right. That's man, the mandatory whistle. So here's my next one. Now again. For, for, for all our listeners, the thousands of people tuning in, we're talking about non-serious songsters. So these are songs that, of course, they're silly, that no one is um, surprised that the songs are silly. Yes. Okay. Yep. So uh, 1977, The Muppet Show released their first album, which is just recordings from the show. Okay. I was given a copy, potentially birthday, Christmas, whatever, and there's one song on it which really really speaks to this musicianship that we've just been talking about. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to do for you an old favourite. We like to think of our group as being able to play more than hard rock. So here's an old favourite for some of you moms and pops. It's called, and we'll play tenderly. It's awesome. 
That's uh, it is great. And um, but listen, listen to the the keyboard coming up. I mean, yeah. I know it's animal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, be careful what you're saying. You know, there's... <laughs> That's right, for, the, for all the kids there. <laughs> hey, animal, you guys were wonderful. Yeah. You know, I've always felt that the Dr. Teeth group is one of the exemplary practitioners of contemporary music. Whatever. Yeah. Well, nice talking to you, animal. Oh, so. That's just awesome. And yeah. now. now the, the, the it's phenomenal drummer playing. It's so tight yes. Yes. and crisp, and, the, yeah. and it, you know, and that's what I that's what I know we've spoken about before in in other episodes. The musicianship and the dedication to, because they could have done a, you know, yes, it's funny. It's a it's this old mm. standard tenderly. Mm. Willie Nelson had a big hit with it. Yeah, you know, and it's you know lovely romantic blah blah blah. So they could have just bashed it out. Yeah. And said, "Ah, oh, yeah, look, it's just funny and whatever." Yeah, it's got but, Muppet singing, so there's yeah, it's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. just so much musicianship in it. Yeah, drumming yeah. is awesome, <laughs> and you know, and I know it's a, it's, it's potentially 75, 76. Mm. So, but that song's been around for ages. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, mean, so the, so the, the, um, the choice of instrumentation. Yeah. You know, is probably reflective of early '70s stuff. You know, yeah. the, the that. That jazz organ, yeah. jazz rock organ, mm-hmm. um, some of those licks, but the drumming and that—it's <laughs> just awesome. And it and is. and to think, singing, mm. uh, none of them are singers; they're all just the, yeah. the the puppeteers singing. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. Yeah. And and I mean, you know, and that we're not even considering the the visual side of of you know them actually doing it. No, but uh, you know, as just as a little snippet of yeah, yeah. of having fun. Yeah. And just for the benefit of the uh, of the listeners, we'll just play a little snippet of the original, yes. just so you can compare it. Because when I first heard, like uh, I fortunately I pre warning about that song, so I listened to the Muppets version a bit, uh, but then I went back and listened to the original because I was not familiar with the song. So, but please enjoy the the comparison. The evening breeze caressed the trees. Tenderly, the trembling trees embrace the breeze. Tenderly, oh, that's tender, man. So that was uh, that album was released '77, which is when I would have got it. Maybe I would have seen the show beforehand. That was back when you had to wait every week to watch TV. Okay, now let's move to 1984. I don't know when I first came across Spinal Tap, but in 1984, <laughs> yes, that's when when this band, well, that's when the yeah. movie was released. Yeah. And of course, let's let's quickly play a couple of little snippets from some songs. In ancient times, this is Stonehenge. Hundreds of years before the dawn of history, lived an ancient race of people. Druids. 
And you can't, you can't divorce the two. The little, the little Stonehenge <laughs> being lowered down yes. in the movie. Again, yes. if, you, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Okay, what I love about Spinal Tap, it keeps going back to this musicianship. This mm. time, yeah, the guys are actually playing their instruments. Yeah, and the guys are actually writing the songs. Yeah, that's just crazy. And and some of them are actually really offensive songs mm. because that was they were parroting yeah. that that style of band. Mm. But this next song, unfortunately titled Big Bottom, oh, yeah. is just awesome <laughs> because it's a great song. It is. I think it's more than one bass player, yeah. which I think is part of the fun. Well, I think they didn't they have three bass players um, for this song? Like, you know, the two guitarists mm. grab the basses, because <laughs> I can't hear any guitar. <laughs> But it's such a groovy groove. It is. You know what I mean? It's it such is. a great groove. Yeah. And if you can ignore... <laughs> why, why would you ignore that? <laughs> but, you know, some of the offensive... But again, you know, you, I can... Oh, look, you know, Queen had fat bottom girls. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, Talk know. about bum cakes. Hey? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's just a... Like you say, it's a parody. Um, but it's a perfect parody because it because it's such a cool song. Again, yeah. change yeah. the lyrics, yeah. and I can imagine rocking out at some concert, going, mm. yeah. "Yeah." Now, now these guys are parodying some of of you know the music you grew up with, mm. right? Oh yeah. So definitely. you can obviously see the the flavourings <laughs> through it. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, watching uh, what they do on stage as well. Mm. It's just like, oh, well, mm. you know, looks like you've got some Iron Maiden in there. You've got yeah. some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Um, you know, probably a whole bunch of uh, just lamb rock, yes. generically speaking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And especially the props, like Stonehenge <laughs> in particular, and, and the other one where they get stuck in the pod. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great movie. But, again, I, I still love that whole idea that uh, they're playing the instruments, yeah. they're writing the songs, mm. you know? Yeah. And... and in many ways, people look back at that at Spinal Tap as that as the catalyst for all the mockumentary stuff. Mm. Now, Christopher Guest, who plays Nigel Tufnell, yeah. um, and and is a brilliant guitarist and banjo player and whatever, mm. you know, he then obviously takes that mockumentary stuff and just runs with it and, yeah. and and has been and we'll touch a little bit later on on him. I, I love the authenticness of they're not miming, that's yeah. them playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they recorded, yeah. and so they've been on tour, and they've and they've yeah, opened yeah. for for bands as well. Yes. It's like, holy hell, that's, a good buzzer. Um, that's crazy. In the early '90s or mid '90s, there was a uh, there was like the hip hop equivalent of this is Spinal Tap that came out. It's called CB4. Yeah, and it was um, it was fantastic, and uh, like uh, uh, I recommended it to so many people if they at least have the the vaguest notion of mm. that era of hip hop. Because it kind of touches on like it's it's very much NWA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a bit Public Enemy. It's also got some of the other, you know, th things from that era. 
the brothers with the funny haircuts. I'm not being racist. That's a, that's a lyric <laughs> <laughs> from Ice Cube. Um, so, but, so, but, but yeah, it's the same type of thing. I'm not, so, so would people know that any of their stuff? And then stuff no, made no, no, no. That's the, the thing. I don't think. It, well, at least in Australia, I don't think it was as big, right, or as widely known as Spinal Tap was. Okay. Because uh, at that time, maybe hip hop that they were parodying, yeah, yeah. was not quite as yeah. as big. But it's uh, it's hilarious in the same way. It's just right. like pure parody. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, and I guess for me, you know, and and the fact that I I enjoy music, I I love a great parody. Yep. In other words, Dave, it's not just surface. They've yeah. really gone into mm. it, you know, and and Spinal Tap do that. And it sounds yeah. like those guys do. What were they called again? It was CB4. CB4. Yeah, okay. it was like their postcode or something. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that, that's, um, you know, that's awesome. Okay, so that was 84 when that was released. I potentially heard about it a couple of years later, but at the same time in Australia, Tism, this is Serious <laughs> Mum, yep. in 1988, mm-hmm. release... Great trucking songs of the Renaissance. Yes. And there's so many songs here to pick up on. I'm just going to jump into one. So this is the, the opening song, I'm Interested in Apathy. Yes. Yeah. Such that. a great finishing line. <laughs> a, yeah. Um, what's really interesting is I saw these guys live. Yeah, me too. Right. And was it at Livid? No, no, no. Oh. It was at uh, uh, Leagues Club okay. on the south side. Yeah. Their music is poppy and synthy. Mm. When you get to the concert, there's a rough edge to it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> at that time, I don't know where the mosh pits were emerging, but yeah, it was yeah, all about the been. mosh pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was mental when I saw them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, um, uh, and it would have been about the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just rem- all I remember is it was just chaos. Yeah, and <laughs> it was like punk. I, yeah, I would understand yeah. it as punk. Yeah. They would come on. It would be loud and noisy, and yeah. and they would change costumes and they come back on, and it was all you know. And the people are mm. and they and they're stage diving. Yeah, yeah. Into the crowd. So, and again, absolutely beautiful songs, great hooks, mm. some serious, serious content behind the, oh, yeah. the digs. Some very, uh, very, very well read mm. and witty mm. oh, lyrics. Very it. witty. Um, and I love the whole idea that we didn't know who they were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but they even wove that into the song. So one of the, one of the lyrics in here is, I know all the guys from Tism. Yes. You know, because he's <laughs> talking about everything he knows, but he's still apathetic. Yeah. Um, what a great and interesting way to do it because back mm. back in the 80s mm. there would have been plenty of avenues through uh, television with comedy shows yeah. but they went no yeah. we're going to be this this uh, hardcore punk yeah. band yeah. but we're going to release all these songs with some beautiful hooks in them yeah, beautiful, yeah. and beautiful instrumentation yeah. but our concert's going to be an absolute nightmare yeah yeah well it was also um, I mean they used to do obnoxious things like interviews by facts <laughs> um, and there was uh, just recently, um, I may have mentioned it before, that uh, the lead guy in TISM um, outed himself as being in TISM because uh, he was like, well, you know, it's as a friend said, do I just want to spend the rest of my life being anonymous? <laughs> uh, because TISM is such, you know, a thing in the past now. Mm. Uh, I'm probably safe to come out and say that was me. But he, uh, he said that he often got asked or criticised sometimes uh, about the pop nature of tism yeah yeah um rather because it was like oh you know you're challenging so many 
things in society, why don't you do music that challenges as mm. well? Mm. And he said, well, one, I want to be listened to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and two, people shouldn't underestimate how difficult it is to write a catchy song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that you know, great trucking songs is, yeah. is full of them. Greg the Stop Sign. I know that wasn't from that album, it was no, from a later, but, but that's, a, that's, and, and that's a hook. Yeah. That chorus is such yeah. a beautiful hook. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like the first. I, I think, I think uh, Great Trucking Songs had, I think it was a double album, or at least a very long single uh, record that uh, the second side was all just hmm. miscellaneous yeah, debris. Yeah, yeah. But the first side has got a great collection of, uh, of catchy pop songs. Yeah. With an edge to them. Yeah, yeah. And is it is it the last time spoken word poetry would be heard yeah. on from an Australian band? Because because there were huge chunks which were just. Yeah. Uh, I remember the classic one. I'm going to misquote it now. And Jesus Christ on the cross when they banged in the no- the last nail <laughs> yes. said things aren't that bad since Darren Hinch went to jail. Yes. You know. Yes, that's right. Uh, just awesome. Just yes. great. It was a great opening as well for the. Uh, I think it was the the one about um, Jim Morrison. Yes. It just opens with Jimbo, boy, <laughs> you're a crock of shit. <laughs> and then it's just a rant for five minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But great stuff. Great stuff. Yes. Jimbo, boy, you're a crock of shit. You're a booze selfish thug. Why don't you give your mouth a go and in the other hole put a plug? So that was about 1988 and, and I, was, I was of them at that time. Yeah. Let's jump now ahead 10 years, Flight of the Concords. Yes. Again, uh, brilliant musicians. Mm. You, you know, the, uh, uh, Brett's gone on and got an Oscar. Uh, he, got, he received an Oscar for writing a song for, uh, might have been the Muppet movie. Yeah, yeah, it was the Muppet movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so these guys aren't slouches when it comes to no. knowing their craft. No. But some of their stuff is brilliant. So let's just play a couple little snippets here. I'm the motherfucking rhinoceros. My beasts are fat and the birds are on my back and I'm horny. I'm horny. If you choose to proceed, you will indeed concede. Cause I hit you with my flow, the wild rhyme will stampede. I'm not just wild, I'm trained, domesticated. I was raised by a rapper and writer that dated and subsequently procreated. That's how it goes. Here's the hip hop hippopotamus, the hip hop hip hop. They call me the hip hop hippopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. <laughs> and for me, that's the best bit. Yes. That's the best bit. Yeah. His lyrics are bottomless and he's got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like an hour. Oh. And uh, it's great because, um, I mean, they started off, I remember them watching some comedy show on mm. ABC maybe. Mm. Yeah. And uh, because it was just them, two guys on guitars, so when they eventually got a TV show, mm. they, and, you know, subsequently could produce albums off that, then mm. they brought all these extra instruments in. But for a long time, like pretty much all the all the songs, at least off the first first album related to the TV series, yes. um, have been around for for years yeah, and years. Yeah. They did a BBC uh, radio show as well, where a lot of them featured. Yeah, like live, it was just two guitars mm. and then having to carry all this, yeah, you know, yeah. parody, yeah, and not just folk parody, which you know they build themselves out bad when you start getting into stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, that is also okay. Well, that requires a bit more imagination <laughs> to fill out the instruments. Yeah, <laughs> that should be there. But, but, yeah. but beautiful. Um, again, you, you know, as you said, the the ta- hard task of, you know, let let's do a hip hop song, but only with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. But rhythmically, mm. 
you know, genius. Yeah. Uh, rhyming genius. Yeah. Funny as well. Yeah. Great. And yeah. and you know the next song, uh, you know, even their impressions of of people are awesome. So let's let's mm. hear the next one. Uh, simply called Bowie. Bowie's in space. Bowie's in space. What you doing out there, mom? That's pretty freaky, Bowie. Is it cold out in space, Bowie? You can borrow my jumper if you like, Bowie. Does the cold of deep space make your nipples get pointed, Bowie? Do you use your pointy nipples as telescopic antenna to transmit data back to Earth? I bet you do. You freaky oh, out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and I like, the bit I like about that song as well is that they go through these different stylistic mm. changes, mm. and they manage to pull them all off. Yeah, which yeah. is which is great. So let's. Uh, Let's fast forward a bit and we'll hear some mm. of those little things. Receiving transmission from David Bowie's nipple antennae. Do you read me, Lieutenant Bowie? I said, do you read me, Lieutenant Bowie? just about done for our silly songs that's that's this episode we may jump back in here again at some point i'm going to go back to chris for guest because mm-hmm. i just enjoy him too much again sure. have you seen a mighty wind i have only once though so i can't remember oh, much, but, so. brilliant now uh uh chris for guest uh michael mccain and harry shearer are the folksmen Mm-hmm. And they sing and play instruments and, and again, uh, what, uh, write the songs. And they, the song, songs were written mainly by uh, Christopher Guest, uh, Eugene Levy and Michael McCain. And they wrote them for all the stuff. So across the, and even though it's the folk genre, they wrote them for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the best one for me is the final song where they're all on stage. Mm-hmm. So let's have a listen to, to that one. A Mighty Wind is Blind. And there's a great line. In here as, as I well. travel down the back roads of this home I love so much. Every carpenter and cowboy, every late man on a garage, they're all talking about a feeling, about a taste that's in the air. They're all talking about this mighty wind that's blowing everywhere. Oh, a mighty wind's a blowing, it's kicking up the sand, it's blowing out a message to everyone, child and Lighthouse in Bar Harbor to a bridge called Golden Gates. From a trawler down in Shreveport to the shore of one great lake. There's a star on the horizon and it's burning like a flare. It's lighting up this mighty wind that's blowing everywhere. Oh, a mighty wind's a blowing across the land and across the sea. It's blowing peace and freedom. It's blowing equality. Yes, it's blowing peace and freedom. It's blowing you and me. It's hard with uh, good parody sometimes to recognise it as parody and not just Avengers. It's like, yes, you know, it's all... Uh, it's perfect. And it's, it's all these little phrases you go, yep, yeah, and then you go, oh, hang on a sec. Has it gone beyond parody? 
Is it actually, you know, the thing that they're trying to parody? If it didn't let anyone know, would they just go, yeah, that's a really sweet folk That's song. right. It's so straight. And mm. they leave that last line. Yeah. It's blowing peace and freedom. It's blowing you and me. Yes. That's like, it's like they left it to the last bit and they go zing. Yeah. And then that's it. Concert <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, it's super clever. It's super clever like that. Because you're right, it is, they do it so well. Yeah. It, again, it's that mockumentary song. You could have mm. watched Spinal Tap. Yep. And... If you were naive enough, you might have gone, okay, mm. you know, well, this band, this band's, you know, met some unfortunate uh, happenings on the road. Yeah. It's the same thing. You watch that and you go, wow, look at these people. Mm. They really are. They must have been really good back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they do it so beautifully. But then, yeah, there's those nice little subtle mm -hmm. things in there. And and you're right. I love that mm. because because if I if I was at a folk concert and everyone got up to sing a song at the end, that's yeah. the song they would play, yeah. and everyone would take a part, yeah. <laughs> and everyone would sing it in their little bit, yeah. and it would be, you know, I mean, the words are, uh, are vague enough that you yeah. go, oh, yes, yeah. you know, it's blowing equality and yeah. you know, freedom. peace and freedom. Yeah. Of course it is. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. So, folks, there's our silly songs. Sorry, seriously, silly songs from non-serious songsters. Yeah. Uh, By Dr. Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And... We'll see you soon with some more. Thanks, Lord Al. Thank you. You've been listening to Lords of Loud, the summer series. Don't forget to check us out online, lordsofloud.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. 